Welcome to episode 318. On this episode, I'm setting a new mission for you and I to both be a part of. So if you feel the vibe, please join me. And I've got five useful tips for you to make sure that you don't yet again set health goals that suck, that set you up to fail. Listen to this to get a dose of what you actually need to make massive progress with your health, weight loss, wellness, brain fog, emotional eating, disease reversal, whatever your health goal is. To get it right and actually achieve the goal this time, it all starts right here. So let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome to 2024. Can you believe that we are in a new year? And what that means is that there is a new mission. I have a new mission, my team has a new mission, and the podcast has a new mission for 2024. Each year, if you've been a listener of this podcast, you'll have noticed that each year we have a slight change in the mission statement that we share at the start of this podcast. And the reason that we have a mission statement at all is to one, remind me that I'm showing up here for a purpose, but also for everybody listening, they know that help is available in the areas that we specialize in. And so I'm really excited to be here to share this new mission statement with you. And if you resonate with this mission statement, and if you want to be one of the people that are included in this mission statement, you can scroll down to the show notes below and there will be a link there for you to reach out to us, to me, and talk to us about our services and programs that might be able to help you. Now, the truth is, as this podcast grows, as these programs grow, these do fill up quite quickly. And in each intake that we have, and there are a limited number of those, there is also quite literally a limited number of spaces. So if you are interested in any way in working on your emotional eating, working on binge eating, overeating, your relationship with food, and you're sick of yo-yo dieting and sick of being on the roller coaster of this fad and that fad and all of the different problems, then being a part of my mission and our mission might be exactly what you need and hopefully will be the final stop in your health and wellness journey. So are you ready? Drum roll. <laughs> okay. In 2024, it's my mission to coach 500 people to get control of their sugar cravings and sugar binges so they can stop yo-yo dieting, obsessing about food, and finally create a body that makes them feel confident in themselves. That is the mission statement. Do you want to feel confident in yourself? Do you want to put on clothes that you once wore that have just hung in the wardrobe for years, hoping that you can get back to that body? If that's the case, scroll to the show notes below, enter your curiosity, your expression of interest, your willingness to participate and show up this year for yourself and your health and wellness. And let's make this the last program that you ever have to do. Scroll down to the show notes below, click the link. All right. So the other thing I want to talk about today is that New Year's resolutions, they suck. They absolutely suck. So if you're at the start of a year listening to this and you're all revved up and you're ready to go, well, I'm here to tell you that depending on the research study that you look at, it's somewhere between 50 and 90% of New Year's resolutions are forgotten about or abandoned somewhere in late January. And therefore, by February, you're back to your normal life. What I mean by that is the person you used to be with all of those things about yourself that you really wish were different, right? So what that tells me is that the very vast majority of us need to think differently about January. And I like to call January in my community with the Consistency Club and my programs, we call it just January. 
because we don't want to add all of this expectation to January onto ourselves. However, the other thing is, after the holiday period when we do get back to work, and sometimes for people that is in February, sometimes for people that is in January, whilst it is just January, we need to take the mentality of if we are setting goals and we are setting intentions, and just like I've done with a mission statement for the year, is that we need to make sure that there are certain parameters around this goal or this mission so that we can actually show up for ourselves appropriately and not just get caught in the hype of new year, new me, new body, new goals, right? And if you're like most of the people that I work with or talk to, it's actually not even a new goal, right? When you get to January, it's actually just the same goal from the last six, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, but you've never quite been able to achieve it or life has gotten in the way and therefore that goal has been abandoned. And so it's likely, it's likely that if you're a New Year's resolution person, then you've probably been at this goal or setting this intention many times before and you're just perpetually more and more frustrated come you know, February, come July, come November, come December when you realize you've abandoned yourself and forgotten about yourself for another year. So I want to give you a few tips and pointers here as to what to do so we can reduce the likelihood of you self-sabotaging yourself into failure, right? Because we've got to remember, when we're in a situation where we've done something for a very long time, it's really difficult to not repeat that cycle because you're a human being. Not because you're a piece of shit, because we are wired for routine, habit, familiarity, safety, and certainty. And when we've done something many times, we feel all of those things when we go towards something that is highly familiar. So I've got five steps here. Before I start the five steps, I want you to do two things, right? I want you to open your calendar or your diary if you have either of those things. And make sure you've got a little bit of time to sit down and actually partake in this exercise. If you are not intentional about how you're going to go about these goals or wellness activities, guess what? they're not going to happen. It's you're self-sabotaging right now by not allocating time to do this. And you need all of about seven minutes, okay? So make sure you open your diary or your calendar, grab a pen and get ready to actually make some plans, some intentional plans for the coming month, quarter, six months, 12 months, all right? All right, five things. Number one, reflect on the past, which we've just kind of touched on. Reflect on the past and do not expect yourself to be hugely different. Okay. However, we do want to make room for hope that you will be able to be marginally better than last year because the whole point of having a goal is that you want to be different than you were. Okay. But if we sit down and we say, I want to be a millionaire and I want to be 50 kilograms lighter or 100 pounds lighter or I want to buy a new car and I want to get a new job. And if we list all of these huge things, you're just self sabotaging because you're getting caught up in fairy tales about all of the things that are possible. And they are all possible, but not all at once because there's a lot on that plate, right? Unless you're one step away from all of those things, then we actually need to not self-sabotage by overloading our super unrealistic goals. We want to be expect ourselves to have the ability to be marginally better. And sure, that doesn't sound sexy. I get it. Marginally better is the aim. We want to be marginally better than last year because that keeps it realistic and doable and not some fairy tale of like, oh, people on Instagram can do this and TikTok can do this and YouTube can do this, but I can't, right? So we don't want to self-sabotage with stupidly big goals or too many of them, right? So number two is that we want to write all of the things out that you want to be better at. All of them, everything, right? Even though I just said don't, don't go crazy with the goals, write them all out and then pick the top one. And if you really are pushing it, maybe the top two, okay? But at a maximum, pick the top two. And then the rest are goals for later. If you achieve the top two things first in, at six months, 
then you can move on to the rest of the list. But it's highly likely those two things will be your focus for this year. And remember, with your health, pick a single area of your health. Is it your hormones? Is it your weight loss? Is it your emotional eating? Is it your behavior change? Is it your fitness? Is it your holistic or spiritual wellness? Pick an area because no doubt you are a busy person. I work with mums and grandmas and women of all ages. And whether you know whether it's my client uh, last year who was 21 battling all sorts of emotional eating, weight loss stuff, um, or whether it's the grandma that's 75, the thing is my experience with those two people and everyone in between, everyone is busy, super busy, right? So you're never going to get to a time where you're not busy to do this work. So you have to find time to put it in the diary, right? which is number three, figure out how much time you need each day, right? Or week to engage with this and schedule it in your diary. I have workout and eat, workout and breakfast and workout and lunch scheduled into my diary. So nothing can overlap that booking. And so you need to do the same. Put it in your diary. And I don't mean just for this week or just next week or where you've got some spare space, you might need to move some things, but schedule it out as a recurring exercise for the entire year. Sure, by the end of the year or by at some point, you might drop the ball and you might miss, miss a couple of weeks. But if it's in the diary, it's there to continually remind you that it's like, oh, I've got to get back to doing that. Oh, I've got to get back on the bandwagon. Or if you're, if you're doing well, then you're like, amazing. I'm really enjoying this routine. So glad Maddie made me schedule it at the start of the year, right? So that's number three. Figure out how much time you need each day or each week. Put it in the diary and make it happen. Number four is don't keep it to yourself. I've worked with a lot of people that want to keep the fact they've joined another program to quiet because they're really scared of failing. And guess what? The most likely way to fail is hide because you're not showing up. You've got no accountability to anybody. You need to be accountable to the people that matter. And it doesn't, you might need to, it doesn't mean it has to be your husband or it has to be your wife. You might have, you know, better sources of accountability, your boss at work or a friend at work, or, you know, make sure that that accountability friend is not someone who's also going to join you in self-sabotage, but you need accountability. Speak to your friends, speak to your partner about this because you need to factor it into the relationship. If you need to eat differently at home, that everybody needs to know about that at home so they can support you, right? And so they can make space for it. If you need to go to different restaurants or different venues to catch up with your friends, you need them to know about it, right? You don't want to be deceitful or or, or in situations where you're like, oh, I'm in a situation again where I've just got to eat because nobody knows what I'm doing. Nobody knows my goals. And so you need to speak to people. You need to join either communities, gyms, membership programs like my own so that you are around like-minded people or you need to tell all the people in your family if you're doing it by yourself and make sure that someone's going on the journey with you. There are very few people that can get here on their own. There are some, and I totally congratulate them if that is you, but most people need a like-minded community and a collective to be a part of because we are pack animals. Okay, number five, write an honest, realistic list of what needs to change in order to produce this result. If it is the morning routine that needs the change, is it you need to join a new gym? Is it you need to move house for those of us that are renting and able to move house? Uh, Do you need to be in a better position financially? Do you need to earn more money? Do you need to get a new job? Like, do you need to upgrade some of your friends? Do you need to join a new sport, right? Last year, I identified that my the absence of social connection in my life, living alone and working alone meant that I needed to join a football club, right? So, What is it for you? What actually needs to change so that your normal week includes these health activities, which will then produce the result, which will then hit the goal? Because again, it's not the goal that is the ultimate aim. The ultimate aim is to have a healthy life so the goal naturally is produced. 
as a byproduct of the way that you show up for yourself. You don't have to be an Instagram or TikTok influencer. In fact, most of them you should unfollow so you stop feeling shit about yourself. But you need to figure out what in your life needs to change. And again, prioritize them, write a list of them, start with number one. Don't try and change everything overnight. That's fad diet culture. And whilst I'm at it, no 28-day hardcore weight loss challenges or laxative teas or any of that kind of shit. Stay away from that. It will damage your metabolism. It will make your hormones go up shit creek without a paddle and you'll be in a worse situation than when you initially started and when you need to lose weight again or fix your gut health again or reprogram whatever set of behaviors again, it will be even harder. No doubt if you're listening to this, you've done that multiple times before. So do not repeat it. Remember, look at the past and just collect the data of your own life experience. If it didn't work before seven times, 10 times, 30 times, it's probably not going to work again this time. So we need to show up differently. And that's exactly why what I do focuses on the behavior change and the psychology before we enter the world of nutrition. And even once we enter the world of nutrition, we don't talk about starvation diets. We don't talk about short-term weight loss. We don't talk about anything extreme because I don't expect anybody to be able to transform their life overnight And plus, the body and the mind and the soul and the heart, it all takes time to be conditioned appropriately so that it can actually feel comfortable and safe in this new environment, doing these new things and experiencing life in this particular way. So do these things to make sure that you don't self-sabotage your goals and don't set super unrealistic, ridiculous expectations of yourself just because it's January. Remember, it's just January. It's just another month. And so we need to go about January just like that. Once we're back from holiday, it's just another month. So how would I do this every other month of the year when life is busy and things are happening and shitty situations pop up and good things happen? We don't want to get caught up in that fairy tale idea that this year will be my year. And sure, it might be. I'm definitely hoping it's my year. But the devil is in the details. And if we abandon the details, we abandon our goals and ourselves. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please hit us up with a five-star review, share it with a friend, share it on social media. And remember, if you want to be a part of our mission and you have challenges with sugar, binging and overeating and emotional eating and eating when you're stressed and abandoning diets two weeks after you start them and you just don't know what's going on internally, but you are also a researcher and happen to know loads of nutrition information because you've collected books and and, uh, recipes and programs and all sorts of things over the years, then please scroll to the show notes below and start a conversation with me. Send me the word program and we will be able to have a chat to see if you are a good fit for what we do. And if you are, fantastic. We'll be able to get you into hopefully the next one, if not the next one of these programs that I run in the emotional eating and sugar binging, sugar addiction kind of space. And I would love to hear from you. And if not as well, have a fantastic year. Please stay here on the podcast with us and I look forward to chatting to you in the DMs or our Facebook group or you becoming a client really, really soon. Have a fantastic year. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode or learned anything at all, the gift of your five-star rating would be incredibly helpful. And what's even more powerful is if you write a review. You can do it below each episode on Spotify every time an episode comes out. And inside Apple Podcast, simply find the main page of this show with all the episodes on it, scroll to the bottom, hit write a review, share your amazing feedback, and then hit send. It helps this show grow tremendously and allows me to successfully invite bigger and more famous guests each time we do the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us climb the charts, climb the algorithm and help more people. Oh, and by the way, I have a short disclaimer as well. 
I just wanted to quickly remind you that the information provided on this podcast is for general informational purposes only. While we strive to bring you accurate and up-to-date content, it's important to note that a lot of this is mixed with opinions, stories, and ideas not supported by mainstream science or medicine. Any advice or suggestions should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult a healthcare provider before making any decisions about the health and wellness of you and your family. Remember too that what works for one person may not work for another. And just as we promote on the show, each person is responsible for their own health decisions. Thank you for tuning in to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. And now, the next episode. Here it is.